Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, January 21st, 2021. If this is your first time joining us, go ahead and do yourself a favor, press that subscribe button. We've got daily episodes coming to you, and that's the only way to make sure that they're ready when you embark on your morning commute. I am your host, Detroit Sports Editor Nolan Bianchi. The other host of this show is a former kidney stone, was just an all-time kidney stone survivor, uh, and a longtime Red Wings fan, Ethan Smith. Ethan, what's going on, buddy? How's it going? Good, living life, alive. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings, and if if you're a fan of the show, please do us a favor. Leave us a review. Tell somebody you love about it. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. It's time to recap the Red Wings electrifying 3-2 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. I apologize to everybody uh, for recording before yesterday's episode because I think that would have been a really fun post-game podcast to do if we were able to get to the microphones right after. But unfortunately, uh, our friend Ethan was being a stone wall in net uh, for his team. I can't remember where he corrected me yesterday on where he plays beer league. Now I think he plays at Macomb. Uh, I think he got the win. Yes. How'd it go? Good. We won first game in like, I don't know, four months, whatever. How many saves? Ah, we were, we, (laughs) we had a bit of a slow start. I don't know. Uh, I'd say high twenties. All right. There we go. Good Uh, (laughs) Good win for the boys. The Red Wings are two and two now after that win. Uh, it was pretty, pretty exciting stuff. We haven't seen like a win like that in a while, because even when like towards the end of last year's season, when the team would like randomly pick off a win here and there, like it was still like, it was almost like funny and like a parody of the idea that they would get a win, you know, but this is a, this is a different, different team. And we're going to get uh, into all of the, the good stuff in just a second. But first we have to do the post-game poem. Ethan, are you ready? Yes. We're also, just to let you guys know, we're having a custom beat made. By the way, if you like the intro song, that's uh, by our man Beware4. You can go check him out on Twitter. Uh, He's a great producer. He does the intro for Lockdown Pistons. Uh, A couple other Lockdown shows. He's a great dude. Uh, Go check him out and support his stuff. But he's got a new beat coming for us for the post-game poem. So it's going to go from a post-game poem to like a post-game four-line R&B type of deal but until then let's let's just get right to it here we go we're in the hole down one games to zero to the jackets of columbus we need an ot hero (laughs) of course our precious sons larkin and old bert got it done in 15 seconds it was quite the spurt mickey redmond said a swear but the power play is sweet it was met with much fanfare when bobby ryan was elite the final score three goals to two and the red wings are in a race with a 500 record, Detroit is in first place. Woo! There we go. What folks. a time to be alive. There you have it. Uh, of course, that is because the Tampa Bay Lightning haven't played in like a week. Uh, so Don't they, care. They Don't have curse. this. <laughs> so they also have four points, but in half the game. So it is what it is, though. The Red Wings are tied for first place in January, and that's something you can hang your hat on. 
And this team is really like storylines galore right now. Bobby Ryan is just keeping up with this incredible, incredible run, continues to dunk on Ethan, who did not believe (laughs) that uh, Bobby Ryan was going to be a success story here in the city of Detroit. But so far, that has proved to be rather untrue. You know, it's, 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 I'm usually not somebody for hot takes, but I mean, we're doing a, a goddamn podcast, so didn't work and, out in my and favor. It was, and it's hey, it was didn't confusing work out my... because it seemed out of character. Like it yeah. seemed you're, like you're always unreasonable, but I can usually when you're being unreasonable, it's in a way that's familiar. And then I expect, yeah. but this was completely comical. out of left field. Yeah. I mean, I know I, Hey, you know, it just sometimes, sometimes you're wrong sets a sets an all-time franchise record okay it's fine <laughs> yeah so that record uh first player in red wings history to score four goals in his first three games the magic is just continuing and i and like to the point where i didn't even care if they won or lost that game last night like the the moment of bobby ryan scoring that goal and you're just like holy shit no way like how how is this continue he's got four goals and seven shots this, this is obviously not, not sustainable, so yeah. don't keep your hopes up for that. But he's averaging more than a goal per game, and he leads the league in goal scoring. I mean, I was going to be happy if he put up like 12 throughout the entire year, and he's already got four. So, I mean, he's, he's hopefully going to crush that. Maybe, maybe he gets back up to like 20, 25, 30. Who knows? Elite Bobby Ryan. Pretty unreasonable. But he is like <laughs> quite, quite the unreasonable. Thing, the thing about him, though, is like he, he's been through a lot. But, and I hate to like take this angle on it, but like alcohol abuse really impacts your body and your mental clarity and just the structure in your life. And coming out of that to, to have this moment last year where he came out of that, uh, he is clearly, I, I would say that he has more clearly bought in than anybody else on this team who came to this team via free agency this season, uh, but you just have to like, honestly kind of wonder, obviously he's not going to be scoring more than a goal per game, but can he actually be a productive player? Cause 33, yes, it's not, it's not a good age to be for an NHL hockey player, but also it's not like he's the oldest person in the entire world. Like that is still relatively just coming out of your prime. So if his body is healthy, he's able to, you know, kind of, get clean and take all of the extra steps that go along with it uh like getting extra healthy being nutritious and things like that taking care of himself in a way that he wasn't before i don't see why there's any reason that he can't return to a very very productive player at his age and from what we've seen and what we've heard um since he's been since he's been on this team and really seeing you know Larkin getting four guys going to a golf course with him. I, I feel like this locker room is an atmosphere in which he can thrive and there'll be a great support system as well for him. So, I mean, uh, you know, God willing, he's, he's can maintain his sobriety and achieve his goals that he wants, that he wants to achieve through that. Um, I mean, quite frankly, as long as he's, he's happy and healthy. I mean, I could, I couldn't really give a damn about how, how well he plays. Um, mm. You know, it's, I, I'm just, I'm happy to see how well of a start he's had. 
And then another thing that I love about his presence too, is it's not like he's one of those guys that you're only hearing of like Franz Nielsen. <laughs> we always joke about it because people say, Oh, he's a good guy for the locker room. He's a veteran, blah, blah, blah. How many times do you see Franz Nielsen out there like directing traffic or showing a young guy what to do? We saw that. Uh, we have seen that a lot with Bobby Ryan yesterday in the game, the Fox sports like was running a clip of, I think Zadina was on the bench maybe, or they were just both standing yeah. next to the bench and Bobby Ryan looked like he was giving him a math lesson with the way that he was like going into detail about things, using his hands. It was just such a treat to see. It was a true teacher and student moment. I know it's almost to a point where you wish Nielsen was the guy that was going to get traded at the trade deadline and not Bobby Ryan. <laughs> I agree. And this gets, might be, it'll, it'll get sad at the trade deadline for a minute. But it's I, like, oh no, does he have to go to Tampa Bay? I know. No. Yeah. But if he if he can, I mean, if he continues to play at this level, that trade value is going to be mighty sky high for a goal yeah. scorer on his salary with no long term commitment. Yeah. If he can, if he can produce half this much, you know, he's going to be a, a very valuable commodity uh, come that time. All right, we've got uh, a great post-game quote from Dylan Larkin about how the new defensemen want the puck uh, coming up in the next segment. We're also going to talk about uh, Mickey Redmond dropping an F-bomb. The power play finally got working uh, and update you as well on Andreas Athanasiu, who's off to a little hot start of his own, and give you a preview of the Chicago Blackhawks. That series coming up uh, Friday and Sunday. But before we get to all that, I got to talk to you guys today about betonline.ag. Do you guys like free money? I'm assuming that that silence is a yes. Ethan, do you like free money? I love free money. Do you know the one place, the one gambling site that you can go to where just for signing up, they'll give you free money? Uh, Is it betonline.ag? That's absolutely correct, my friend. They've got NFL games of the week. There's only two of them this weekend. So you might as well get in on the action why you can sooner or later it's going to be saturday sunday you're going to be sitting at home uh you're going to be wishing that there was daytime hockey on or daytime football or whatever it may be guess what folks we're living in a mecca of all the sports coming together right now and you do not want to miss out on not only the chance to have a little bit of fun put a little bit of money on a game that you're watching maybe make the stakes a little bit higher but also to earn some money uh as i mentioned they've got all the daily lines they've got props futures player futures whatever you want they got it do not sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit that's promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus at bet online your online sportsbook experts fender off gives him the business and since 2020 is mercifully over just want to say thank goodness because it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. And if you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Lockdown Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcast. All right, Ethan, we're moving into segment two, recapping the Red Wings win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, I've got maybe the, the quote of the year from Dylan Larkin. And this is including him being from Mickey captain. Well, no, that was going to be from Mickey. Well, that's two quotes of the year candidates in one night. And we'll get to the second one from Mickey Redmond in a second, but the one from Dylan Larkin after the post game, Brian, can you pump this in for us? 
I just think our, like I, like I mentioned, our, our process, our poise, you know, we, we want the puck as opposed to last year was you, you look up and there's five backs to your, to you. Uh, no one's facing the puck. No one's talking. No one wants it. And, you know, this year, you know, the new additions in the back end, you know, they're, they're yelling, they're screaming for the puck. They want it on their sticks. They want to make plays. So, um, you know, it, it's just so much more comforting, I guess, going back. You have so much confidence that the next guy wants it and he's there to support you. And, and, and it helps so much getting the puck out of our own zone. And then we can go make plays and play offense and, and, you know, we, we've gotten great goaltending. So we know the next save, we know the next shot is going to be a save and, uh, you know, we can just play and, and, and that's what we've done. Your thoughts. Pretty damning of a statement about the team last year. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. I was literally thinking like, damn, I hope Jonathan Erickson is not on Twitter. Or I know, Daly, right? Trevor Daly or Madison Bowie or whoever that was in reference to. I'm assuming all of them. The, <laughs> the, it was just so funny. Like how point blank, like this was a true, true captain moment for Dale Larkin. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but just in that video alone, and I guess in some of the, the videos that we've seen this year, and of course it's a little bit different because instead of everybody cramming together in a, in a post-game scrum in a corner of the locker room and whatever it may be in the, that kind of real physical in a corner type of deal, he's sitting at a press conference table on Zoom with a bunch of reporters. So maybe that has something to do with it. But I think he looks a lot more confident in these post-game press conferences this year. And while that was that, that was a statement that he said confidently that he meant 1,000% and that he didn't have a problem with saying and I absolutely love that because he said some pretty point blank things in there. The new, the new acquisitions on the blue line, they are, they want the puck. They're screaming for it. It just gives you so much confidence to know that the next guy wants the puck. How crazy is it that in an NHL team, guys didn't want the puck last year. And I don't know that I didn't think that that was the case, but it's so crazy to actually hear it from his mouth. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's not so much, you know, we knew this team was bad. Everybody can see this team was bad. You can see they didn't have any confidence. You, you, it, everything that could go wrong went wrong last year. So I think it's just the fact that he was like, yeah, yeah, it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then like, too, like I've seen a lot of people who have, and the, these are bad fans. Like I'm not saying that this is a, a legitimate criticism, but I've seen a lot of, fans in the in the days since Dylan Larkin was named captain who have said things along the lines of well maybe now he won't come out with these canned answers every night and say just just say things like we need to skate better or we just need to play better or we just need to put together a full 60 minutes these are the things that he wanted to say last year and that he would have been well within his right to do so but he bit his tongue and knowing that he had these things in his head I wonder how not once did he go out there <laughs> after being the only guy again and again and again to answer for the catastrophe that he just kind of let that slip. Good for him for keeping all of that in. Definitely. I mean, that just shows you how mature of a person he is, you know, I mean, yeah. it, and I, you, you got to know too, that if he does let that go last year, I mean, one, it's not going to solve anything. It's just going to cause problems in the locker room. Like it, that's it's good on him and actually just shows that he's, ready to be that person or he was becoming that person last year. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that he said, 
And the fact that he has the confidence to say it this year, like you don't, you don't say that unless you're a hundred percent sure that these new guys are going to be doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. it, it, so that, that to me, it's not so much like you, like you just said, it's not so much that he said it because it was glaringly obvious that that might be the case, but the fact that he feels comfortable enough to come out and say it, because if those things were still going on, I guarantee he wouldn't be saying things like that because it's an embarrassing trait to have as a hockey team. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Power play finally got working last night. The Red Wings uh, had not scored on the power play entering their game with the blue jackets uh, fourth game of the season. They went one for one on uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. What day is it? This is Wednesday on Tuesday. They went one for one on Tuesday night and uh, Mickey Redman, he was really excited. That is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. <laughs> what an what an yeah, what an all-time quote. I like it's it's about time that Mickey lets one go. And I saw like some stuff after that said because they said uh, that Mickey said the best looking power play. And honestly, I saw a tweet, somebody tweeted it out and they summed it up pretty perfectly. You can hear whatever you want to hear. You can hear looking or you can hear the F word like everybody else actually heard. Uh, But the fact of the matter is you believe that he would say that and you believe that he felt that way. And that's all that matters because we love him for it. I know that was, I mean, that was, it was a great power play goal as well too. It was, but also, you know what I was thinking, and I didn't even get the chance to tweet this out because I think something happened right after the fact. But uh, the fact that right before their first power play goal of the season, you and I were watching the game together on Zoom, and we were both screaming and just picking the power play apart. There's no movement. There's no cycling the puck. Everybody's just standing there hoping that somebody will get open. And then eventually a couple of nice things happened and they got a fortunate bounce. Puck goes right to Anthony Mantha's stick. He puts him up uh, or he ties the game at one-to-one in the second period. Bobby Ryan later gets his, uh, his fourth goal of the season, puts him up 2-1 before Texier ties it in the third and Tyler Bertuzzi wins it for the boys in overtime. And after the game, or I guess in the post-game celebration scrum, another great gifable moment that will live on uh, from this matchup with the, the Dylan Larkin just going to town on Tyler Bertuzzi's rear end with his stick. It's, it just screams a team that's having fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it just yeah. it made me smile to see. I only saw the last one. I don't know. I was must have been like looking at you on Zoom or something like that, and oh. glanced up. I thought that he speared him oh. instead of slapped him, but I mean, this slapping was even better. So yeah. I thought he was just messing with him. Like, why would you do that on on the ice? But no, he just slapped his ass. I definitely can see that too. That whole having fun thing, and I think that's something that that sorely sorely was missed from this team last year. Our friend Sarah Evampato says it all the time. Like just her favorite three words are just sad Dylan Larkin. I think I've heard her say that over and over and over again. And it's true. Like you felt bad for these guys when things were going wrong. Also, also we need to have a conversation about Jeff Blaschel soon. We answered a question about it on the, uh, on the mailbag yesterday, but this, this dude is something else. The, uh, 
the mixed lines experiment actually didn't go that bad. Like it went pretty well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the uh, challenge on Texier's goal that was like very, very clearly, obviously not goalie interference, put the Red Wings uh, on the penalty kill after giving up a game tying goal in the third. And it's just another thing, another day, another dollar, another thing, another item in the long list of Jeff Blaschel frustration. Yeah. Maybe he didn't know that it resulted in a penalty. That's even worse. If that's the case. Uh, all right. You just want to see his face. Like <laughs> we're going to two minute delay. Like, what? For what? Like, <laughs> puts his hands up. Like, wait, Oh wait, are you serious? Oh, sorry guys. Okay. Like, fortunately he has his mask okay. on. So, so the audience watching at home doesn't see his jaw just drop to the floor as soon as they give him that also where uh, okay so i we we watch the games on zoom together so we watch the games usually on low volume so i have not been keeping up with a lot of the fox sports detroit shenanigans that's been going on where is chris osgood do we know do we do we know that he's alive he's either doing he's either doing away games um for mick or he has covid yeah I saw, <laughs> guessing he has COVID. I saw uh, uh, Pete Rorig from Twitter goes. Uh, I was I was t- I tweeted out something like Dennis Chalowski cannot possibly be worse than Mark Stahl has been. That's I, that's that's kind of beating a dead horse at this point. He was the directly responsible for uh, another Columbus Blue Jackets goal tonight. Uh, but he tweeted me back. He's like, maybe we can just give him a fake. <laughs> a fake COVID diagnosis, but Jordan Stahl was actually recently also put in the COVID protocol. So I was thinking maybe you could just sneakily, you know, when like you go pretty much anywhere, they have that like list of like eight to 14 questions. And it's like, do you know somebody who has had COVID in the past 14 days? Do you have reasons to suspect? I... What if you just added an item to the list that said, do you, uh, are you directly related to another NHL player who has also been placed in the COVID protocol? And he'll just be like, when did that get in there? They're like, it's always in there. You just never, you just apparently haven't been reading it, which because nobody reads them. You just, you walk up there and then like you do a quick like scan of it. You pretend like you're reading. You're like, oh, yep, all all good, (laughs) you know? So he could definitely be tricked into thinking that that's always been there. Let's uh, find a correlation between tinted visors and the coronavirus and then he has it. That sounds like a Friday episode at some point. Uh, that definitely does. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're getting into uh, a tiny, tiny Blackhawks preview and a little bit of an update on our friend Andreas Athanasiu. But before we get to that, we got to talk to you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. Guys, when I was in college, I const- I had like a ton of beaters. I went through like three cars and I was in college. None of them were more than $2,000. All of them were constantly breaking down, constantly needed work, constantly needed new parts, which I couldn't afford. Luckily, I have YouTube. And fortunately, rockauto.com exists. I'm not kidding. I've been using rockauto.com like long before they were ever a sponsor of the show. It truly is the cheapest place to buy auto parts. Uh, you really can't go wrong. It's way more, it's a way more valuable use of your time than going to one of those chain store, whatever you want to call them, the, with the, you know, brick and mortar locations, you don't even have to leave your house. You have a much wider variety of selection, name brands, uh, prices, etc. 
And like I mentioned before, you don't have to deal with the intimidating dudes who sit at the counter and kind of like just pushing you through like, what do you need? And you're like, I don't know, because uh, that sucks. But when you go to rockauto.com right now, you can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck. And if you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box, they will know that we sent you. And that's the only thing that we ask in return for putting a little bit of extra money in your pocket. Just write locked on and rockauto.com's how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection. They've got reliably low prices and they've got all the parts that your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Last kind of play in this period. All right, before we kick it back into segment three here, just want to tell you guys that you should really be spending some time with our friend Sarah Avampato. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. Subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Segment three. We have a little bit of an update on our friend Andreas Athanasiu. While we were celebrating the Bobby Ryan uh, fiasco, I wouldn't even call it fiasco, extravaganza, jubilation, jubilee. Andreas Athanasiu was also, you know, setting a pretty good pace of his own. He scored his third goal in his first three games uh, for the Los Angeles Kings last night, and it was an absolute beauty. Okay. He has three goals in three games. What I just looked this up, I have the answer. What is his shooting percentage right now? 100. It's 100. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, his goal last night, I haven't seen all of them, but I know for a fact that his goal last night was a disgusting snipe. Well, it was his only shot of the game. For sure. And his, he's had one shot every single game, and And he scored on all of them. And he scored on all of them. Pretty, so you're, what you're telling me, Ethan, is that this is a flash in the pan? That couldn't be Andres Athanasiu. It's not our Andres Athanasiu, I'll tell you that. No, it is our Andres Athanasiu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just found out that we have the same birthday. No way. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm a big AA guy now. Wow. That 306 be- games played, um, minus 73. It's not ideal. You know, it's not necessarily what you want. But, I mean, we've been hearing more and more these days that plus and minus is an irrelevant stat. He's a plus three. This He's a plus three so far this year. That's because the only time they put him out on the ice, he just instantly goes out there and scores a goal. Yeah. He got right. 12 minutes and 19 seconds down the stretch with Edmonton last year. That is not good at all. No. No, really not. He had that. He had that. I, I mean, like he, he had an electric start with Edmonton too. He had a goal and an assist in his first game. Then he went eight straight games without a point. Pretty sure he only played two games in the playoffs. Had uh, didn't register a point in the playoffs either. And he created a, a GIF slash little video that lives in my phone because I did a screen recording of it when it happened. But he basically was in the box in game one against the Blackhawks and they scored at like a critical moment. And he just looks straight ahead and just drops his head and it like bounces up and down. It's pretty dude, funny. Dude, breaking news. What? The Washington Capitals players interacted in their hotel room and outside of team approved areas. And the team was fined $100,000. Holy smokes. Wow. That is absolutely nuts. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. I'm, I mean, I, I guess I get it because they want to do the, the whole 
set a set a precedent right off the top and they don't want any funny business but it's that's kind of crazy for teammates Carolina Hurricanes games postponed through at least January 23rd due to COVID-19 protocols. I don't think that's breaking news, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm starting to get a little bit worried with all these like breakouts in the, uh, in the central division. I don't necessarily know what's going on with COVID around the rest of the league, but like obviously Jordan Stahl missed the second game that they played uh, against Carolina last week. And then Robbie Fabry and Adam Ernie, to go went to COVID protocol the next game after the next game. So I just keep your fingers crossed uh, and hope they make it to Chicago on Friday because I think we're getting to the fun part of the episode here. I think there's there's a very real chance the Red Wings go 2-0 in Chicago this weekend. There's a very good chance that they go 0-2 as well. But uh, – the Chicago Blackhawks have not looked good this season. Started off 0-3-1, went to overtime with the Florida Panthers last night. But all of the criticisms that I had of this team heading into the year have turned out to be true. And I want to double down on this take that I had that the Chicago Blackhawks simply will not be a better team than the Detroit Red Wings this season. I just don't see it with their goaltending. Like I said before, they have a relatively similar, similar looking forward group. Uh, maybe not as many old and worthless pieces out there, but they do have those uh, on their blue line. Brent Seabrook to name one. I think that might be the only one actually. Uh, but regardless, their goaltending straight up stinks. Yeah. And it is proving out to be a mighty detriment. And it's something that like with what we saw with the Red Wings last year, I'm assuming is only going to get worse as the season goes on and the confidence dwindles in the locker room, et cetera, et cetera. Look, as long as we can stay healthy, um, I don't think Chicago's going to get any better. There's no, they're not going to acquire anybody to get any better. Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully they can get last place because last place doesn't get the first overall pick. I mean, just going to give us better chances. So Yeah. That's it. I, I mean, I've always been a Detroit fan, so it's I'm pretty happy that Chicago's not doing good. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Uh, you would you like to hear their uh, save percentages and goals against averages after four games? Yes, please. Kevin Lankinen, one game played, eight twenty one save percentage, four point seven nine goals against average. Malcolm Subban, one game played, eight forty eight save percentage, five oh three goals against average. Colin Delia. Two games played, 863 save percentage, 5.00 goals against average. Their lowest goals against average is 4.79, and their highest save percentage is 863. Oh my God. Small sample size, folks, but that's that that is that is losing hockey. That is worst team in the league goaltending. And I mean that Jim kind Howard of stuff snowballs. He did. He did. Jimmy Howard had at least had an 882 save percentage. At least had the audacity to get up in those 880s. And I'm pretty sure his goals against average is a lot lower as well. It was still in the fours. I thought it was, I thought he finished with a 420 because I, I think I remember that because I thought it was funny. Did he? Let me <laughs> – yeah, all right, let me go check real quick. Oh, look at that. You're right. He did have a 420 save percentage. Also, speaking of Jimmy Howard, I, I can't believe we forgot to relay this on the show. He officially retired. Um, 
over the weekend. It sounded like he really thought that he had some hockey left in him. Uh, from what I understand, or at least from what the jokes on my Twitter timeline told me, the Edmonton Oilers were like, we'll take you. And he was like, never mind. I think I'm done. I thought it was funny that the, uh, uh, that it was a Ken Holland that was like, Hey, you want to come play? I know. <laughs> hey, I, need a goalie. I love that. Um. So, yeah, congratulations to Jimmy. We have given him uh, much of his due. We did. We dedicated a whole episode uh, to his hopes and dreams with Super Nintendo Chalmers. Go check that out if you haven't already. It was a nice eulogy. Uh, there was bagpipes, the whole nine. It was fantastic. Uh, but congratulations, Jimmy, on your retirement. Really, out of anybody on that Red Wings team last year, is there anybody who deserves it more? Who deserves to just never have to do anything ever again? No. <laughs> No, no, no. All right. Uh, I think that is the last note we have for you. Uh, all right. We'll be back tomorrow. You've got a very, very special guest, Mikhail Holm. He's uh, from Dauber Prospects. He covers the Detroit Red Wings Swedish prospects for Dauber. Uh, so we're going to have a nice, long, extended conversation about that. It's been a while since we've checked in on our Swedish prospects outside of the world junior. So it'll be nice to kind of get reacquainted with what's been going on. Uh, considering that since the season has started training camp, yada, 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 we have uh, shifted our attention a little bit and can't necessarily pay as much attention uh, to maybe what's going over there on a daily basis. So it'll be nice to get an update uh, from him. Subscribe. It'll be the only way to make sure that it's ready when you wake up in the morning, when you get ready for your morning commute. It'll be downloaded, saved, all that good stuff. Uh, and then if you enjoyed this show, if you enjoyed tomorrow's show, it would really mean a lot to us if you left us a review uh, on iTunes, gave us a little five-star, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to start your day with us uh, as well. So we'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.